0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic's domestic dominance is tested once more With Partick Thistle visiting in the League Cup quarter-finals Rangers bid for silverware takes them along the M8 to Livingston Hearts, Aberdeen, Kilmarnock and Hibs are all looking to make the final four as well I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah, it's all about the Betfred Cup tonight, uh, Gordon Four ties, it's the first piece of silverware up for grabs And four cracking fixtures You'd have to say And uh, obviously apart from that too The main headline today was All about Fernando Rickson too And a fantastic turnout uh, At his funeral And and rightly so For a, a fantastic man And a very good football player Yeah Jim We've been all across it In our news coverage You just heard it perhaps Before the show Um Encouraging, great to see So many famous faces In Scottish football Come together um, It's obviously These things are are for the family It's private But also Nice in some respects For fans to get the chance To pay their last respects Yeah it must be very difficult For the family When uh, when your loved ones Is, is, is so public You know it's, it's, you know, So emotion uh, Sometimes I think But I think that Obviously that That, that You know the, the, the feeling From the Rangers fans In particular I think will help the family in the, in the longer term. They'll realise how much he was he was loved and appreciated, um, but not not just the Rangers fans, but football in general. And as I said, and I think more more so not just from the football, but from his fight for against the, the motor neuron disease and uh, that campaign and that awareness. And more people are much more aware of it now. Sadly, because of Fernando, but hopefully that can uh, keep it in the spotlight and um, you know find a cure further down the line. Yeah, it looks like it was an appropriate send-off for Fernando Rickson So our thoughts once again uh, with everyone associated with the former Rangers captain 01419511025 is the number you need to get in touch tonight on the phones And if you would rather tweet, then we'd love to have you there as well At Clyde SSB, at Jim on the football This is a special night in the, the Scottish football calendar We've got all the quarter-finals on at the same time, under the lights And uh, hopefully some drama to follow yeah, it's a fantastic night, and I think it's been under the radar a little bit, uh, Gordon. You know, and I, and I feel that uh, you know that's something that you know the the league itself, you know the the you know the sponsors. We, you know, we have to we have to build our competitions up because you're right. You know, we've got all the ties tonight, quarterfinals. Uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be a tremendous atmosphere. That yeah, there might there not maybe as, as many fans, and I think again that's maybe you know we have to sell the product. And I think there's some terrific uh, matches tonight. There's a lot at stake for the clubs and for some of one or two of the managers, even this early, as we've mentioned, uh, feeling the pressure. And a good cup run can definitely help you as a manager. Absolutely no doubt about that whatsoever. And obviously, we've got a, a new manager at Partick Thistle tonight taking his first uh, uh, test um, with uh, Celtic at Celtic Park. So, that's certainly a baptism of fire for him, Yes, yeah, so much to play for tonight, Mark. It's fairly obvious the main number one goal is get to the final and win it. But, but when you dig a little bit deeper, with Celtic you've got the, the, the expectancy of, of having won everything In the last couple of yeah. seasons For Rangers you've got that pressure Of when will they finally land some silverware uh, You've got Paul Heckingbottom And Craig Levine How damaging would it be For them to suffer a defeat So there's you know there's, there's a subplot to all of these games Aye, I mean it's four terrific quarterfinals All with their own different agendas But ultimately it's just to go and win the tie uh, And get through And it's a chance to you know play at Hamden In a semi-final And then get to the final at the start of December, but yeah, for Celtic, you know, when you think about it, they are going for the tenth domestic trophy in a row, which is brilliant for them and 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 great, and you can't take anything away from them. 
But I think for other clubs, I'd say, you know what, it's a wee bit embarrassing, mm. to be perfectly honest, that nobody's actually managed to pierce through them and go and win a trophy out of nine attempts. So, you know, this is really where you're, you're expecting Rangers and Hearts and, and Aberdeen and Hibs and Kilmarnock to step forward and actually go and win a trophy. And um, certainly for Rangers, it's, it's important that they get some silverware this season. And there's no better time to start than to get the first one that's available. 0141-951-1025. Are you heading out to a game tonight? Are you settling down to watch it or listen to the radio? Keep an eye on the scores. Eight teams involved. So you must have some thoughts on who's going to play, who should play, who shouldn't play. Will we see some squad rotation? How important is the League Cup to you this season? 0141-951-1025. Don't hang about. Let's hear from you nice and early Let's go round the grounds or, or certainly go to the first of our pit stops this evening Alison Conroy is already at Celtic Park Looking ahead to Celtic against Partick Thistle Yeah, Gordon Neil Lennon of course wants to avoid an upset tonight As he looks to win the only domestic trophy That's eluded him so far as a manager He's highlighted the 2013 defeat to Morton During his last spell in charge of Celtic As a warning to his players The match of course marks Ian McCall's first game back In charge of Thistle He says the championship is the priority But he wants his players to impress against the holders tonight Craig Gordon will start in goal for Celtic Both Lee Griffiths and Maurice Bauer miss out through injury I'll have the teams in around 20 minutes or so Celtic fans Partick Thistle fans This is your first call Let's hear from you How do you see tonight's game going? Who do you think should play? Anyone you want to see brought into the team? And how important is the League Cup for you this season? Let's hear from you right now 0141 951 at 1025 What are you expecting at Celtic Park? I expect a comfortable Celtic victory um, But you know Thistle Partick Thistle it's all about the league for them and, and, and climbing the table and getting to safety. And, you know, certainly we and McCall going in and Alan Archibald. I wouldn't rule really now. If you look at that league last season, Gordon, there's still a chance to make a late push and get into the playoff. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And I wouldn't rule that out with Partick Thistle, particularly if Ian can get them halfway up the table and then get towards the, the January window and try and do a wee bit of business. Um, but Celtic should win the game, regardless of the, the outfit that, that um, Neil Lennon selects. And that's an interesting wee stat. From uh, Alison, I wasn't aware of that, that Neil Lennon's never won the, the League Cup uh, as, as a manager, so he'll be absolutely determined. Uh, Jim, hopefully we'll hear from some Celtic fans with their suggestions as to which fringe players or, or squad players deserve a chance tonight. Who, who might who might it be a night for? We've already, we know Craig Gordon will play. I think Bio. I think, uh, you know, would be looking to maybe get a start. I think Edward obviously scored two goals in the weekend and he's absolutely flying but, flying, but I think you have to sometimes wrap your, your top players in Cottonwood a little bit. And uh, so I think... And Lee Griffiths been missing. I think Bio would definitely um, be be one of them. As you know, again, you know, it, it just depends if he, if he wants to bring in one or, one or two other players. And you know, uh, but you know, Greg Taylor been another one. But I'm not sure if he was cup tied. Yeah, I, I wasn't is, sure yeah. if he was cup tied. Just going to say that. So, so yeah, I mean, he doesn't have too many because I know Julian is. I think has, has said he's he's fit. Um, but uh, you know, he may he may well um, look look to change that as well. That that partnership as well, but. Um, you know, still got a few injuries, so I don't see wholesale changes. Mm. I think again, Scott Brown, perhaps McGregor might be left out. Um, just again, just to give them a little bit of a breather. But um, it's going to be it's going to be tough for Patrick Thistle. There's, there's no question about that. Um, Ian's just in the door. I don't think he'll have too much time to work with the players. So I think you really just be looking at the character and the mentality of the players tonight and seeing that you know what kind of spirit he has there and what he has to work with. But I don't think he'll look too much about that. I think he'll look more for the Inverness game of the weekend for Partick. I, th- I think too, just to wish Ian McCall and Alan Archibald mm-hmm. all the best. I think first and foremost, two really good guys, mm-hmm. and delighted to see them get the jobs that they're. 
that have wanted good for Alan to get back into the game and if there's one guy that can turn things around at Partick Thistle I think it's Ian McCall We will be going to the Tony Macaroni very soon indeed for Livingston against Rangers let's touch base on that game for the first time by hearing from Gary McAllister It's a difficult opponent you know we only played them recently you know they're organised they're competitive they'll be physical you know, when they get results, you know, so we've got to be on our toes. I don't want to be going on about the, the, the surface, you know, it's it's the same for everybody. Um, but they're obviously, you know, they, they're used to it. And they have got some good results at home. The wee bit unlucky at the weekend, you know, watching watching the highlights of that game. So it's, it's going to be a tough game. The facts are that the opponents are making it difficult. You know, they're, they're trying to, you know, block up all the little avenues. It's, the, it's sort of playing against a low block, a team with plenty of numbers behind the ball. So it, it does take a wee bit of patience, but there are reminders at half-time that we've got to try and get to our intensity and not necessarily worry where the opponent is. We've just got to trust ourselves that we can go and get the right result. If you were to view this fixture on paper, and that's all you can do until it kicks mm-hmm. off, you, you would be forgiven for reaching the conclusion that maybe Rangers can't afford quite so much chopping and changing of the team purely because Livingston are a Premiership outfit. They're difficult mm-hmm. to beat at home. However, um, has Stephen Gerrard assembled a squad where you know, maybe the foe can come in for Morelos and, and Kamara can come in for Davis and you know um even Edmondson could come in yeah. for, for one of the centre backs and it might not make too much difference. Yeah, I think there are there are two or three players I think that um, again I don't see wholesale changes. I think that uh, you know this competition I think could be vital for, for Steven Gerrard and for Rangers, you know, to, first and foremost to get through but get to the final and give yourself a chance of winning it. I mean, last year I didn't get to the final. So so that, I think I think that's the first step. And to do that, you have to go to Livingston, which is a tricky place to go. I mean, they are a very well-organised side. Uh, and I think that this year, without that recognised back three that was there for a long time with, with, with Gallagher, Halkett and Lithgow, no, listen, they'll still throw the ball in the box They'll still get Alan Lithgow to launch it in noon again But but the, the, I think they're a little bit changed there, There's a slight uh, change in the system And a slight change in the way they play And they play maybe a little bit more So you know, from Rangers' perspective I don't think they're quite as physical Or quite as aggressive as they have been over the last couple of years And really that should help Rangers What's your own take, Mark Weary, on Rangers' need If that's the right word, need for silverware this season and, and how important that League Cup could and, and should be for them? Uh, I, I think it's a necessity for Stephen Gerrard to win something um, this season. Uh, we, we can't second guess the Rangers board or himself, but if he has another trophyless season, and particularly if Celtic make it nine in a row, you, you, you know, considering the backing he's had, and you look at a guy like Hollander at three and a half million quid, and I'm thinking, I don't know, I don't know about Hollander. Um, at all stuff like that so he's been back to the hilt as best Rangers can the board provide for him and they're entitled to expect uh, a piece of silverware this season and I'm, and I'm sure he knows that himself he's, he's been a winner he's won trophies all during the, his career Gary McAllister as well he's right hand man they will know the importance of winning tonight defeat not an option for Rangers at Livingston this evening 0141 let's hear from you what do you think what are you expecting from your team tonight Thomas is first up in Kilsyth hi Thomas Hi, Gordon, how are you doing? Not too bad at all. What are you thinking tonight then? It's obviously Celtic going as, as big favourites. Aye, aye, I've got two points. My first point, regards that I'd like to pass on my uh, condolences to the Rickson family. Uh, an absolute legend. Uh, took, very, took very early. Uh, young age of 43. But anyway, my first point is about Celtic. I'd like to see, I know we can't, the team's not, maybe not been picked yet, but I'd like to see Greg Taylor play. Ah, well, there's um, the first problem, Thomas. He's cup tied. So you're going to have to find someone else. 
Oh, that'll be that, yeah. <laughs> that'll be that. Who else, though? Who that'll else be might be? Um, well, obviously, we can't afford to make too much changes because uh, as a, a potential banana skin tie, uh, we obviously, because the last time we got baby our championship was at Morton. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I don't think we can afford to make a lot of changes. Uh, hopefully, that doesn't happen again. But um, I, I don't know. I'll tell maybe buy up front just to see what he can do. And I don't think we'll play Edward because I think he'll rest year, year, maybe Edward and maybe Scott Brown a rest. I don't think we'll make too much changes. But yeah, it's always it's always going to be that delicate balance, mm-hmm. Jim, because you cannot keep playing to the same 11 players, especially when everyone rants and raves about how deep Celtic squad is and how much money they've got and how much they've put into the squads. I mean, it's hard to say this without... Coming across as disrespectful to Partick Thistle Definitely not my intention But if you if you can't make a certain level of change For a home game against Championship opposition Then when when can you? Yeah, but what is a certain level of change Gordon? I mean you're talking two or three players And, and I think there will be two or three players But I don't think you should You know in England you see it all the time They make nine, ten I mean there's yeah. You know and some of them have found to their cost That you know maybe the, the strength and squad they have Or they've underestimated opponents you know, We've seen it last night with Tottenham getting put out mm-hmm. You know having to bring on Ericsson and Son and uh, Lamella and still getting put out. <laughs> so so you know th- th- there are I think there are risks when you do that. I-, I think yeah you always like to see you know give some young players an opportunity, some players that need some game time. But I think there still has to be a, a you know a structure there and you know a, a consistency. So I- I- again I think we'll get it from Allison shortly. But I, th- I think maybe three changes. Um, Bio being one of them, I don't, I don't see there being a wholesale changes, even though they do have a a, a big squad. Uh, Thomas, what about the the overall feeling towards the League Cup? Celtic have now won nine trophies in a row. Uh, fans of other teams will realise that you've been spoiled rotten. What, what does that now feel like for a Celtic fan? Do you do you place the League Cup as a, a high priority this season? Mm, no, really, no. I wouldn't say a high priority. God, the minute the Sony uh, Cup that New Lennon hasn't won. To be honest, but obviously Neil Lennon, a personal point of view, would like to win it, obviously because he'd never won it before. But I think I think uh, challenging the Europe, all the Europe front as well, and going for nine in a row as well. So I, th- I think obviously Neil Lennon would be wants to win it, but I don't think it would be high up in his his mm. his thing. If you know what I mean. I mean it's. It's probably the least of the four It always has been Aye. hasn't it But I think maybe just in recent years Because it's become part of the treble If that Aye. makes sense The Aye, treble's no. become a regular thing yeah, right. well, well let's put it this way If Celtic are knocked out tonight Or Celtic don't win it That becomes almost as big a story As actually who does win it Because it's that's it. the dominance has been stopped In terms of domestically It will come to an end at some point It may well be with the League Cup But it'll be a massive story When Celtic if they don't win this trophy It'll be a massive story If they do But I think it'll be a bigger story If they don't um, That's the way it kind of works um, But I, don't, I agree with Jim I don't think there'll be Massive amount of changes Tonight But you can go three Possibly four But you don't want to run the risk Of anything Particularly Partick Thistle Under a new manager That have been struggling previously um, But when a new guy get in Then it can just give them a wee lift And, and you never know They go and play there with freedom you know, they're capable of causing an upset uh, Thomas you brought up that uh, cup shock against Morton six years ago Neil Lennon was in charge D- does this current Celtic team give you more confidence that, that they could avoid any disaster like that yeah I think so uh, I think I think we've just got, we've just went from strength to strength now I think Gordon 
obviously <clears throat> there will be changes, but I don't think there will be that many changes because I think Neil Lennon obviously wants to win it, as I say, but doesn't want to go out to a lesser side, so to speak. I know no credit to Martin for obviously beating us, but I don't think it would like that. Obviously, it's the first part of the trail. We, we all know that. But um, I just think that it'd be good to win it. It's a, and mainly for Neil Lennon because he'd have yeah. not won it before. I mean, cup football's forever, Jim. It's, it's, it's thrown up all sorts yeah. over the years. And you brought it up last night. Yes, I know Tottenham changed their team, yeah. but they still clearly had good enough players yeah. to beat their opposition. And that's that's the that's why it's a banana skin. That's the reality mm-hmm. facing. Celtic tonight Yeah I mean I th- this, uh, I've, uh, Listen Every season Every country There's a cup shock You know the, you, you get cup shocks You know You don't always get a shock Who wins a cup You know But On the way Along the way yeah. Along the way And in recent years You know you know, We've had Inverness We've had St Johnston We've had uh, St Mirren You know you know, Hibs And you know the Hearts etc With lots of clubs You know Winning who people wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought of as, as potential cup winners. I'm not saying all League Cup, Scottish Cup as well, mm-hmm. but cup winners. Um, but obviously, recently, all the competition been dominated by Celtic. Thomas and Kosaith, thank you very much for the call. That was 0141-951-1025 if you want to join in four big games tonight. And we're going to go to the Tony Macaroni and build up to Livingston against Rangers after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Betfred Cup quarter final night. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here looking ahead to the four big ties. You can get in touch on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Tam is on. He says, realistically, this is the one most Celtic fans would give up to ensure nine in a row. So playing more fringe players tonight is a must so we can see. And assess them Super Mick is on He says Lewis Morgan's been getting a fair bit of stick Since he came back from Sunderland uh, It could be a big game for him tonight Hopefully change a few minds He's got real quality And already got 20 plus games under his belt On a loan spell Let's go to the Tony Macaroni And get a preview of Livingston against Rangers With Andrew McLean Yeah I'm just watching the Rangers players And Gary McAllister having a look out at the pitch At the moment It was Gary McAllister that was on media duties yesterday and he was stressing the importance of this competition he was saying that he's hoping that they can win it and that can act as a catalyst for potential more success Rangers of course not even making a final in the cup competitions last year McAllister was looking back on that with a you know saying it was a a big regret and they're out to obviously avoid more disappointment tonight Livingston well they certainly had Rangers number here earlier last season a 1-0 win but Rangers have won the last three meetings between these sides a 3-1 win at Ibrox just 11 days ago and the last meeting here last season a dominant 3-0 win for Steven Gerrard's side where Morelos, Kent and Jack were on the score sheet that evening. But Livingston will be happy with their start to the campaign. They do come into this one on the back of two losses but what a chance this is and what an achievement it would be if they made it to a Hamden semi-final. Many from Rangers uh, well, many from a Rangers perspective will be uh, looking at Nikola Katic, whether he starts or not tonight. He's not been in the 18 for the last two squads. He's expected to at least be on the bench tonight. Ryan Kent and Jordan Jones, they were back out running at training yesterday, but I think tonight comes a bit too early for them. I'll give you full team news when it drops. Uh, Stephen is a Rangers fan in Ibrox. Uh, what are you expecting tonight, Stephen? Um, a tough match, to be honest. Uh, good evening. Um, I think Livingston showed last week. Yeah, it's, it's really not going to be an easy game. Um, the importance of the League Cup, maybe they can say it it's the first cup of the season Obviously Rangers have not won Anything in a good few years So It's a big game tonight I don't think it's going to be easy at all yeah, what, what did you see from Livingston Stephen a couple of weeks ago That, that makes you think There could be uh, Complications this evening The, the determination um, 
the head never went down at all. I mean, they took the lead. Even at that, they scored again. Um, do you know what I mean? They just kept going. They looked like on a different side, a bit more structured, a bit more determined, um, and quick as well. They seem quite quick. So I am looking forward to it, to be honest. It can definitely be a, a draw or even maybe a Livingston win, but hopefully, hopefully get a Rangers win. Yeah, I mean, their home record last season was very, very good. It's, it's the main the main pillar on which their season was built and, and allowed them to finish ninth. I think they had the worst away record but finished ninth. So that, that shows you how good the home record was. That said, um Aberdeen went there and and won on Saturday, so Gary Holt's got a, a bit of bouncing back to do. Yeah, I mean I think um Stephen's right, Livingston will be difficult opponents tonight. I do expect Rangers to win the game, but I don't think it will be easy. Um Gary McCallister said, you know, I don't want to make the, the, the surface an issue but it is, it is a difficult thing, the service, um, so it has to be to be careful and to be wary of that. But I think that Rangers will be strong enough to go uh, and win the game. I think that's that's for sure. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's by, by the odd goal or something, Gordon, but I think they'll get through. Stephen, if you're the manager, you were the man tasked between maybe giving some players a chance but not compromising the quality of the squad too much, who, who would you pick? <laughs> um I- I'd definitely start with the midfield. I've got that many to choose from, but I'd, I'd like to see a bit more of Andy King and uh, Greg Doherty. Um I'd probably stick them in or try and get one one of them in at least. And before, I'd like to see him starting the night. Yeah, I mean, That's about the 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 phone Morelos had been chopping and changing most weeks anyway. Mm-hmm. Comes off the bench and scores two at the weekend. Yes, one of them should have been offside, but it wasn't, and they yeah. took it. Well, that would that would be the least surprising change of them all, wouldn't it? Yeah, again, as I say, it's a difficult one because we heard Gary McAllister saying that, you know, it's very important to, to Rangers and he feels, you know, the, the, he, I think his words were, will be very strong. So he may well leave Morelos, but uh, it will be, um, you know, listen, it's, it's it's a great option to have and Defoe going on the weekend, scoring two, he's going to be brimming with confidence. So, but it's a different style. I mean, Rangers have to adapt the style a little bit when Defoe plays. Because there has to, has to be a little bit more link up play, whereas Morelos, as you know, can back into players, they can get into him, they can play off him. Um, so, again, it's one of those ones where it will be tough. Livingston will be uh, determined, and they, Stephen's right, as I, as I mentioned earlier on, they have tweaked it a little bit, got a little bit more uh, pace in their team, a little bit more um, invention in their team. They're not as quite as direct as they were before. But you would still expect the Rangers at their best to be more than good enough um, to win the match. Stephen, both sides of this rivalry keep telling us that it's all about the league title this season. With that in mind, does, does the League Cup provide a chance to lay down some sort of market? Is that the way fans see it? Um, myself personally, the way I see it, it's just it's a chance to win a cup. It's been that long. We need to win. We need to win a cup. But it definitely does, or I definitely think it would give the team a bit more confidence. Just landing that early cup. Um, and then hopefully maybe going on a run But the league title is everything um, Stopping nine in a row, especially ten um, I think the cup, winning the cup would help confidence-wise In some sort of way Go along with that, Mark Yeah, for sure I mean, you, you want to win any any team wants to go and win a cup And, uh, you know, it just get, kind of gets a monkey off the back for, for Rangers It's been it seven years, eight years since I've won a, a major trophy And uh, albeit, yeah, you know, they, they were down for three or four years And didn't have the calibre of player to, to, to be Realistic about winning a trophy, although they should have been they should have been challenging for for one. But I think now, um, with with the budget that they've got, the caliber of player, the strength and depth that they have, 
There's absolutely no reason why Rangers should not be targeting a win And if they don't win the trophy then they'll be bitterly disappointed Thank you very much Stephen In Ibrox 0141-951-1025 Alan is also a Rangers fan on the line Hi Alan Hi uh, Yeah my point is tonight is that uh, I don't care if you're a Rangers fan or a Celtic fan Every cup's important Every game's important Celtic fans and uh, Celtic squad and, and the Rangers squad Go there to win every game, every cup And I don't care what any of them say They're deluded if they come on and say the cup doesn't really mean anything, it means everything to a Rangers player and a supporter and a Celtic player and a supporter. It means everything. Most Alan sounds yeah. passionate about it, Jim. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure a lot of the players will be as well. I, I think it, it does, um, you know, mean, mean a lot to players. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think you dispute that. But I think it's only when you lose these things that the fans then come on and say, "Well, it wasn't really a priority anyway." Yeah, you know. But when when you're in the competition, you're in it to win it. Absolutely. But it's not just Celtic and Rangers. There's, there's Aberdeen. There's there's Livingston. There's Party Thistle. There's Kamala Hibs. So they're, they're all in it to to, to there. And because yeah. we mentioned earlier on, over the course of the last whatever twenty years, that these are opportunities that the the, the lesser clubs, for want of a better phrase, get to to to, to pick up silverware and to for their managers for their players to write their name. You know, you you mentioned earlier on about Morton beating beating uh, Celtic in two thousand and thirteen. Still getting mentioned. You know, six years later. So these are the type of moments that if Livingston win tonight or if Partick Thistle can win tonight, listen, they, they, these players are remembered for decades. You know, so it's a yeah. huge night for these teams as well. But you're right, Alan, the, the, the bigger clubs obviously have the expectations. But listen, don't don't uh, be surprised if there is a one or two shocks uh, come tonight um, because, as I said, the, the, the other teams will be equally as determined. Alan I suppose though that a lot of your fellow Rangers fans would phone up maybe last season or the season before and and talk about progress and as long as we're making steps in, in, in the right direction so does that now mean that you know this is the season that, for silverware or, or can you handle another season of just progress? Well do you mean we, we've not had silverware obviously you know for, for a while we haven't won a cup so for, for the Rangers fans as like I said it means more to Celtic fans than it does to Rangers fans to win tonight Rangers fans want to win it to get that cup. They, they, they want they want silverware this year. I, obviously, my ambition is, is to, hopefully we win a cup this year. If we don't, we need to get to a final anyway, at least. But obviously, I think it's more important we win something this year. Um, I think, Gordon, I think the point you make there about the is the most pertinent one. Last season was about about progress, heading in the right direction after the the, the disastrous campaign of of, of Pedro Cachinha. So that's what's happened. Progress made. The board have, have backed Stephen Gerrard for, for two or three windows. Have backed him very well. If you think to last season's League Cup semi-final when Rangers were knocked out, they, they had to go with Omar Sadiq up front, which was a shocker. I don't know how the guy was signed in the first place, but he just wasn't up to playing for Rangers and certainly not on an occasion like that because Alfredo Morelos was suspended. Now if something like that had to happen, there is more strength mm. and depth. And therefore, I think you're right, Gordon. The point is, Last season was about progress. This season is about winning something. Getting close to Celtic or nearly winning a trophy, I don't think it would be acceptable for Stephen Gerrard or the board or the Rangers fans. Alan from the Gorbals, thank you very much. 01419511025. Celtic team news is in. Uh, the guys have been speculating, expecting maybe two or three, four changes at the most. Alison Conroy, how many? Eight changes for this Betfred Cup tie against Partick Thistle tonight. Um, there is a debut for Jeremy Frimpong. Ilianusi makes his home debut as well, with Lewis Morgan also coming in. No Scott Brown 
tonight either. So it will be Craig Gordon in goal, a back for Jeremy Fringpong, Abdul El Hamid, sorry, Christopher Iyer and Johnny Hayes in front of them will be Callum McGregor and Olivia Incham, then the three of Lewis Morgan, Tom Rogic and Ilya Nusi, and it will be Bio up top for Celtic tonight. On the bench, Forster, Henry, Bolingoli, Brown, Sinclair, Forrest and Edwards. Eight changes Celtic fans What do you make of that? The headlines A debut for Frimpong Tom Rogic Makes his long awaited Return to the starting 11 Bio replaces Edward up front Eight changes all in all Happy with that? Or does that sound risky? 01419511025 I think so You look at that Celtic team Still And I think just about Any manager on the land Would, would, would you know bite your hand off To have a team like that You know Seven outfield changes A goalkeeper We knew about Frimpong Interesting to see him um, El Hamed and Ayer no, no concerns McGregor and Sham That's an outstanding Holding two And Morgan Rodgers And Ella Nussi No problems with him And Bayo Has shown in the past few weeks That he can go in there And, and handle being um, The number nine So um, It doesn't strike me He's been a line-up That's risky Or is one that could uh, Potentially cost Celtic a, a victory night I think that's a line-up mm. More than capable of winning the game uh, let's see what Eddie and Kaluk thinks then we'll get uh, Jim Duffy's reaction Eddie eight changes for Celtic tonight happy with those uh, to be honest I didn't really catch the changes but if it's uh, if it's, a, if it's a lot I'm, I would like to think I would like to think that they're going to go out and do the business uh, I know the, the chap a few calls back mentioned that um, he thought that Celtic didn't really need to win it or it wasn't a priority but I'm of the opposite opinion I think if we really want to go on and win nine in a row then this is the first first trophy we need to win it put a marker down put Rangers in their place and I think that would be a right downer for them and I think I don't know if they would recover if they didn't uh, win this trophy so I think there's a lot of importance riding on it well, That's a sort of an alternative view then because yeah, Eddie's right the first Celtic fan was sort of saying not, not that they didn't care because of course you want to win everything mm-hmm. but when you dig a little bit deeper and maybe not so important but Eddie's flipped it in his head and thinks it's vital for the, the psychology of who goes on then to win the, the league yeah absolutely can see Eddie's point the, the previous calling say, oh, what would you rather have win the two cups but don't win the league you know that's a no brainer you take the league over the two cups but I think as one of the, the, the other callers said as well Alan um, if you are Celtic or Rangers you want to and you expect to win every trophy mm-hmm. and Rangers will be expecting to do a treble this season as will Celtic will be expecting to do Another treble that will be in the mindset that that's what they want to go and do. They won't be going to think that I can really that bother if we don't win because we want to concentrate in the league. They want to win the here and now. Uh, Jim, just looking a bit in more in depth at that Celtic team. Yeah. So on the bench, Brown, Forrest, and Edward mm-hmm. are there. Yeah. Should they need to turn to them? Also, the return to the match day squad of Scott Sinclair. Sinclair we've yeah. barely seen him. Jack Henry's mm-hmm. is on the bench as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting for, for all the changes The one man who never seems to change Is Callum McGregor I, I, It was you know, well documented <laughs> More minutes than anyone In world yeah. football last season Yeah I mean again it's, yeah, I mean I know he's he's a, he's a relatively young player You know um, So, But he is an, an important player I, I, I don't think he's played quite at the same level Over the last couple of weeks um, But he's still a very very good player Don't get me wrong But he's just maybe Off the ball a little bit But Listen, you know, it's a strong Celtic side, but if I'm Ian McCall and 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 walking into the 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 Celtic Celtic Park tonight, I'm I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, well, I'm I'm relatively pleased. Now that might come back to haunt him or come back to haunt me saying it because um, it's, it's part of Thistle tonight. But I would be looking at that and thinking, well, my, my players that you know there, there, there is four or five likes of Forrest Brown, um, Christy, the way he's playing at the moment, Christy and Edward, you would think. Phew, 
they, if that was a full strength Celtic team, you know, your, your party Thistle players might be just thinking, oh, come on, blow that whistle and get it, look at the clock. But I, but I just think that'll help them a little bit. I just think it just takes the pressure off them a little bit. Yeah, you still expect Celtic to win. Still strong, middle to front in particular with McGregor and Cham, Rogic and Bile, absolutely. Um, still strong, but I just think that, um, you know, Party Thistle might just look at the team selection and just think, well, you know, listen, you know, if we can make it difficult, then we can maybe stay in this game. And um, it'll be interesting to see how those, how those other players respond. I mean, I don't know anything about Frimpong. Uh, Mark, do you know much about him? Young player from Manchester City. City I he must have something about him if you get onto the books at, yeah. at Man City. Um, but no, apart from that, no. Eddie, the like as Jim says, Frimpong's there, a return for Tom Rogic. Uh, guys like Bio starting. What, what's jumping out at you in terms of things that you're you're hoping to see from those guys? I think the key is McGregor. I know uh, Jim mentioned that he's not been kind of firing all cylinders, but you really see the difference when he gets taken out of position or if he's if he's not in the team. You know, look what happened against Cluj when we took him out of the midfield. I think we missed him massively. Same against Rangers last season at Ibrooks. I think that could have been a different result if we'd have played him in the middle of the park. So I, I'm a bit more com- I'm, bit, I'm very comfortable knowing that uh, McGregor's in the middle of the park. Uh, um, I think if we'd have taken him out, then. Wouldn't be as comfortable Good man Eddie Thank you very much for the call Let's go to the Tony Macaroni The spaghetti hat As it's getting called this season Livingston Welcoming Rangers And Andrew McLean His teams Yeah well I think Many people will be surprised That Celtic made as many as Eight changes And I think a few people Will be surprised That Rangers have only made Two for this one Maybe a sign of how seriously They are taking this competition It's Stephen Davis And Brandon Barker That drop out And it's Glenn Kamara And Scott Arfield That come in So it's Alan McGregor That starts in goal It's a back four of James Tavernier Connor Goldson Philip Hellander And Borna Barisic The midfield three Ryan Jack Glenn Kamara And Joe Aribo With Scott Arfield And Shea Ojo Supporting Alfredo Morelos The substitutes Fodringham, Katic Halliday King Davis Stewart And Defoe I've got the Livingston team as well They've also made two changes Erskine and Robinson Drop out in comes Suda and also Lyndon Dykes who was suspended last year because he got that red card in that 3-1 loss at Ibrooks. A 4-5-1 for them. Ross Stewart starts in goal. The back four. Nicky Devlin, John Guthrie, Ricky Lamy and Jack McMillan. The midfield five. Stephen Lawless, Keegan Jacobs, Marvin Bartley, Robbie Crawford and Eamon Suda with Lyndon Dykes the lone striker. The substitutes Sarkic, Pepe, eh, Sibbald, Robinson, Stobbs and Tiffany. Thank you very much to Andrew McLean. So there you have team news from two of the games tonight. Rangers making Two changes, Celtic making eight, and you can give us your reaction to those next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. This is your 60 minute warning. The four Betfred Cup quarterfinals are an hour away. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here building up to them. The team news is coming in, and it's interesting to say the least. Celtic make eight changes. From the team which won at the weekend We're seeing a debut for Frimpong You've got Bio uh, starting ahead of Edouard Tom Rogic back in the starting 11 Craig Gordon playing amongst others uh, Rangers going for only two changes And uh, GR Bear is on Twitter uh, There's a wee sweary word in the tweet That'll just skip right over But he says I like it Had a horrible feeling he would rest players But that is a strong 11 And uh, from a Celtic perspective Tony's on He says we have a midfield three Who would fetch close to 50 million if sold There can be no excuses uh, to get the job done That's Twitter at Clyde SSB On the phones though Alec is in Motherwell What's on your mind tonight Alec? Hi Gordon Thanks for taking my goal no my call anyway. It was with regards It's, it's no, nothing to do with the football tonight And you probably know I'm a Mullow fan It was today we, I watched the programme last night The documentary about Fernando Rickson And I must say I actually sat and watched it And I think I had a tear in my 
all the way through it. Uh, what that poor guy has went through, and uh, I think it was really, really brave that he allowed the cameras to document that on him because there was a, a few bits in it. You're like, God love him, it's a shame. He's only a young, well, young fellow who knew it enough. Uh, and it, cause if I brought home that I didn't really know much about motor neurons, but see when I watched that last night, I, I, God love anybody who's got any family members that suffer from that because it looks a really terrible, terrible illness for somebody to take on. Mm-hmm. Never mind if you're a football player, it doesn't matter who you are, but it really, at the end of the programme, I think the only highlight at the end of the programme that kind of made me smile was when they, they showed you the wee clip of the, the charity match. Fernando kicked the game off and then he kind of fell on his backside and I thought, typical, Rangers player falls and he's near my eyebrow and he gets a free kick, you know what I mean? <laughs> but maybe that's just a wee bad bit in me. But no, all kidding aside, I, I thought it was really, really well documented on that. Uh, and that was all I just wanted to say. No, no, listen, I, I, I certainly it. appreciate that, Alec. I've, I've got it on... Uh... I've, I've taped it as Hugh Keevans would say uh, Sky plus it to everyone else who's in the 21st century um, I'm looking forward uh, to seeing it and, and Alex is probably right though Mark and Jim the the, the, the bravery that, that Fernando Rexon showed in, in recent years has perhaps sh- shone a light on on the struggle that he went through and, and maybe well definitely raised an awareness of of the struggles of living with motor neuron and hopefully um, and hopefully some good can come of that that's all you can really yeah. hope for it's obviously a sad time but you hope that some good can come of all the the, the, the hard work that, that's gone into the last six years yeah being a footballer doesn't protect you from illness you know and I think that sometimes people put footballers up on this kind of pedestal and they think that nothing bad can happen and you've seen I've seen it many many times with a variety of people but in this particular case with Fernando Rickson the, the motor neuron uh, disease um, just absolutely ravished them, um, and, and as I say, they fought so hard. That by his own admission, he thought that he would have eighteen months, or he was told he would have roughly about eighteen months to live, and, and, and was over six years. So there has to be something in there that if you keep fighting, if you keep believing, if you if you if you go against, if you want to call it the the medical opinion, if you fight as hard as you can, there's there's a possibility that you can you can sustain your life. So I think I think Fernando has opened up. A lot of eyes, including to the medical, uh, uh, you know, the medical experts, because you there's know, no by cure and large, no, nothing, no, there's no cure. They've hardly made any, no. any head, which is no. unfortunate. But, but, but unfortunate. most people thought it was a very short term. Yeah. Uh, and and fr- fr- from from Fernando Rix's point of view, he proved that that wasn't the case. So mm-hmm. so that might that might open up a a, a few mm. a few discussions with the the, the, the experts that that might find. Something that can help further down the line Alec and Motherwell Thank you very much For that call We appreciate that I will watch it As soon as I possibly can I'll get back to you um, Let's hear from Some more of the managers Involved tonight We already heard from Gary McAllister These are the pre-match thoughts Of Neil Lennon You want to keep the momentum going But ultimately It's a quarter final Of a cup competition So we want to win the game And We want to play well We want to Keep our form going And You know the club The team A lot of the players here You know have won three League cups in a row And Ultimately, we want to, you know, keep that cup, cup run and, and both the competitions going for as long as possible. So, in terms of our thinking, the, the fact that, you know, Partick have brought in a new manager yesterday it hasn't affected the way we're approaching the game. Temptation and in some areas a necessity as well. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say we'll be making some changes. Uh, Peter's a Celtic fan on the line. He's from Wisher. Hi, Peter. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Gordon. Hi, Peter. Hey, can I speak to Jim, please? Hi, Peter. Hey, good evening, Egypt. Well, I, I see the team tonight, the actual the squad. I see Lee Griffiths has been left out. 
and Neil Lennon said he's been injured. Mm-hmm. Now, Lee Griffith is not playing again for three, three or three months. Yeah. But how can he be injured? Well, he's obviously he's picked injured. up an injury, Peter. He's obviously picked up an injury at training because obviously, as you're right, he hasn't played. He hasn't played um, first team football very much. A few, a few minutes here and there, but he obviously, he's 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 troubles in the you know the end of last season, and uh, he fought his oh, way oh, back oh, in. Jim, I, I understand that. But according to Neil Lennon, he's, mm. he's been training well. Mm-hmm. All the rest, he's back to his normal self. Yeah, yeah, a thigh injury. Uh, he said yesterday, Peter. He said yesterday it was a thigh injury. But he's not. God, he's not even played again. No, but, but how, can get, how can you get injured? Well, you can get into the training, Peter, because it, I mean, it could be something simple. It could just be you could be doing some running, it could be doing some shooting, and you know, some drills, and all of a sudden, he gets a tightness in the muscle. But you know, he was on the bench uh, against Rangers uh, a few weeks ago, and you know, then he didn't play. And as you say, he wasn't in the Scotland squad. There was a lot of talk about that. And then, he, and he, I was at the game at the weekend. He wasn't uh, even in the squad there either. And I thought that if he's fit at all tonight, I think he would have been involved. Yeah. So I think there's no doubt he's picked up an injury at training and unfortunately, it's just another setback mm. for Lee Griffiths. Yeah, it was specifically addressed yesterday. Mark Neil Lennon mm. said it was a thigh injury. This game would come too soon for him, possibly the weekend. Um, what will frustrate Lee Griffiths is this This would have been the exact night where you, you, you get to come from his position and come into yeah. the, the game and show what you can do. Yeah, but it is. It's unfortunate for for Lee Griffiths, but it's just it's good for Neil Lennon that, that Bio has shown in the past few weeks that he's um, not seen as a, as a risk to be to be put in because you don't want to be playing Edward tonight if you can avoid it with the greatest respect. Uh, it's one that you want to keep your best striker, um, Rapman Cottonwell, uh, and for Lee Griffiths, uh, for one reason or another, you know, for the past ten, eleven months, getting towards the end of two thousand and eighteen. It's just not been his time and he will be as frustrated as anyone um, but he has to keep the right attitude. Uh, he has to keep working hard uh, every day and showing that he is on the road to recovery you, on the park. Mark, do you think he slips down the pecking order now? Do you think Lee Griffiths, even if he gets fit, is now behind Bio? Or do you think that a fit Lee Griffiths will will continue to be the, the, the one that he puts I've not seen enough of Bio, Jim. No, well, the, the, the last couple you know, of games where they've both mm-hmm. been available suggest Bio is the number he's, two striker. He started. Yeah. Was that the Hearts game with the Did he or didn't he score two goals? He yeah. came on ahead of him yeah. a couple of times. So just, that, that's my that's mm. my point about Lee Griffiths in terms of his professionalism and attitude and work ethic. Every he's day, have to. it's not about just trying to be ready for a Saturday. Yeah. You know, Jim. It's mm. about every day being professional and trying to be at your, at your highest level in the training pitch. Hopefully that clears it up a bit for you Peter Let's hear from Ian McCall Yeah it's not easy You know it's a game the players can really look forward to But uh, it's a league that's the very very important thing Albeit that competition is a pretty special one for Paris Thistle So we'll go and give it our best It's a, it's a great game for the players But listen it's a game we could do without You don't want to go to Shelf Park and get an absolute chase And then running around And then you're at Inverness on Saturday And the legs are, are a wee bit sore And you know Stuart Bannigan Who I believe is going to be an absolute key player for us I think Kenny Miller is a key player for us And for different reasons you don't want them to be playing a Wednesday and a Saturday that's tough I mean, it's not, I'm not saying I'm not going to do that but it's tough but no, listen, it's a game I could, quite honestly I could have done without but it, it's there and it's a quarter final so the players can look forward to it Partick Thistle team tonight Scott Fox in goal Ryan Williamson James Penrice Tam Aware Sean McGinty Joe Cardle Stuart Bannigan Kenny Miller Shea Gordon Tommy Robson and Cami Palmer I know it's the obvious one that jumps out at you but it, it, it's unavoidable experience of someone like Kenny Miller on a night like tonight 
yeah. will be vital, we'd imagine. Yeah, well, Kenny's there. Obviously, he's brought Stuart Manningham back into the team again. He's brought uh, Ryan Wilson back into the team again. I think they've been missing, uh, you know, under um, Gary Caldwell for one reason. I know I think Manningham got a red card a few weeks ago. So I think the, these are important players, but I think Ian McCall's right there. You know, he doesn't want them to be doing a lot of work, a lot of chasing. So they're going to have to try and be as composed as they possibly can be with the ball because, you know, they do have a, a huge match at the weekend. But yeah, listen, these guys are good players. I mean, Kenny's still still playing really, really high level. And I'm sure he'll he'll uh, you know be really looking forward to it. And, he, and he's a he's a kind of guy, I'm sure, if you ask anybody, he he will still be demanding mm. of his teammates and he won't be hoping that they just go and be a lambs to the slaughter. I'm sure he'll get a warm reception as well. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. High drama on Beat the Pundit last night Roger Hanna lost for the first time since March 2017 What an incredible unbeaten run he was on But it's over and now it's over What's that, sorry? Cup shot week Exactly, now it's over to Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy If you want to play Beat the Pundit You need to call us right now 01419511025 Your chance to win a signed ball And you have to call before the news starts at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here on Betfred Cup quarter final night Celtic against Partick Thistle Livingston against Rangers Kilmarnock Hibs and Hearts Aberdeen We'll be focusing on the latter two of those games very soon We've not given you the team news or the build up from those So we will do uh, But let's do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the pundit time I don't know if last night Is a sign of things to come in the cup But shocks are possible Roger Hanna lost For the first time In two and a half years Luckily for Mark and Jim They don't have anywhere near As good a record So it won't be surprising If they lose tonight One of them Is up against Chris Who's a Celtic fan In a wonderful part of the country Chris is in Motherwell How are you Chris? I'm not too bad yourself Good Yep not too bad at all Were you inspired by Hearing the mighty Roger Hanna Fall last night Is that what gave you The kick up the backside To come and give it a go? No, no. Just fancied no. it anyway. Fair enough. All right. All right. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> heads is going to be Mark Guidier up against. Uh, tails, it will be Jim Duffy. And his heads. It's no Mark problem. against Chris. So I'm going to give Mark a bit of Clyde 2 to listen to. No problem. That way he can't hear us. Uh, you've got 30 seconds, Chris. You're head to head with Mark. Remember, the secret is you can pass. So if you're going to, if you don't know it, pass it quickly and move on, okay? No problem. Good man. Your time starts now. <laughs> Who did Charlie Nicholas leave Celtic for? Yeah. Chelsea Tony Mowbray's managed Celtic And which other Scottish team? Hibs Which former Rangers player last week joined Dundee? Uh, pass Hamilton got George Oakley from which other Scottish team? Yeah What is the nickname of Queen's Park? Uh, pass Which Lowland League team plays at the K Park? Uh, East Cobride Who is Rangers top league scorer this season? Uh, Okay, let's bring Mark Guidi back Mark, can you hear us? Yes, go Great, on. same set of questions to you, you ready? Okay Good stuff, your 30 seconds starts now Who did Charlie Nicholas leave Celtic for? He's Arsenal Tony Mowbray has managed Celtic and which other Scottish Hibs. team? Which former Rangers player last week joined Dundee? Oh, Dorans Hamilton got George Oakley from which other Scottish team? Inverness What is the nickname of Queen's Park? The Spiders which Lowland League team plays at the K-Park? Isco Bright Who is Rangers' top league goalscorer this season? Morelos 
Uh, where was the 2006 World Cup held? Germany. Okay. Chris, what's your verdict? Um, beat. Think so? Mm, let's find out uh, First one Who did Charlie Nicholas Leave Celtic for It was Arsenal Is that a bit before Your time Chris Oh aye Long before my ah, time see That's what happens These two oldies in here I've got the ones uh, They've got those ones Sewn up uh, It was Arsenal 1-0 to Mark Weedy uh, You knew the next one though Tony Mowbray's managed Celtic and Hibs So it was uh, 2-1 After the second question Which former Rangers player Last week joined Dundee it was Graham Dorrance Mark knew it So it's 3-1 to Mark It then went 4-1 to Mark You can see where this is going Chris uh, George yep. Oakley is now at Hamilton From Inverness The nickname of Queen's Park Is the Spiders Mark Guidi got it Chris didn't uh, You pulled one back though uh, Not too far from you Chris uh, The Lowland League team That plays at the K-Park Is East Kilbride Unfortunately it's even closer For Mark Guidi that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a local haunt of his So he got that one right as well You did pull one back Jermaine Defoe is actually Rangers' top league scorer. And unfortunately for you, Chris, Mark got to the last question. You didn't. The World Cup in 2006 was Germany. So that is a seven for Mark and a three for you, Chris, in Mother Hardlines. No problem. Well done, Chris. Good man. That was Chris. I thought I was going to have to stop off and make a personal delivery of the sign ball, given that Chris is a. <laughs> Uh, a neighbour of mine But uh, there we go I'm afraid it was a victory For Mark Guidi 0141951 1025 um, To have your say 45 minutes In fact less than that 40 minutes uh, Away from kickoff In the big games tonight Some fantastic fixtures We've already covered off uh, Rangers game at Livingston And Celtic against Partick Thistle So keep your thoughts coming in uh, What do you make of the team news Let's start previewing Some of the other games Kilmarnock are up against Hibs And Gavin Pearson's there for us Hi Gavin well, less than two weeks ago, Gordon Hibbs lost here 2-0. I was surprised to see only one change to the Hibbs lineup for the Edinburgh Derby defeat at the weekend, and that was the change in goals. Tonight, though, Paul Heckenbottom making three changes, one of which sees Scott Allen starting on the bench. Now, the fans were outraged when he subbed him a few weeks ago. How are they going to feel about him starting as a substitute tonight? Uh, Killy, well, they feared a dip after Steve Clark's departure, but against Hibbs weekend before last, the fans were chanting Angelo Alesso's name here at Rugby Park, and he makes two changes to his starting lineup for this cup game tonight with Mackenzie and Miller sitting out and Burke and Sinclair coming in so Killy having goal Lorento Bernescu uh, it's the back four of Stephen O'Donnell Stuart Finlay Dario Del Fabro and Nico Hamalainen uh, in the midfield Gary Dicker Alan Power Chris Burke Mohamed El Macrini and up front Harvey Sinclair behind Eamon Brophy and Hibbs in goal for his second game is Chris Maxwell uh, across the back four it's Tom James it's Ryan Porches, Paul Hanlon Lewis Stevenson in the middle we've got Joss Vela Stevie Mellon and Melker Halberg Daryl Horgan will be up front and uh, Christian Doidge comes in to replace Canberry the benchmen uh, for Hibs Massiano, Whitaker, Newell Jackson, Canberry, Allen and Shaw mentioned the uh, substitutes for Kilmarnock so I missed those uh, Koprovich, Hendry, Bruce, McKenzie Miller, Thompson and So and Thomas I should say and so and the referee for tonight's game here at Rugby Park is Willie Collum Jim Duffy you, you have seen this movie many times when you're a manager and you're under pressure everything gets gets scrutinised more and Paul Heckenbottom can only pick the team which he feels is best equipped to win the game however if you leave Scott Allen out then you don't win the game people just use it as a stick to beat you with yeah but you know again it's just one player and you know you have to say well you know has Scott Allen been doing everything he can do is he playing at the level he's yes, capable yeah. in I think Scott Allen is one of those kind of players over the last few years been a bit of a, an enigma you know he's he was at Hibs he seemed to do well went to Celtic you know just, just seemed to go lose his way a bit been back to Hibs again you know so I, I don't think everything can be put down to him I think that defensively 
I think you know they've got to be a lot better. I think the you know the, the, the I think a big miss was Martin Boyle getting injured very early on in the season. Um, you know, and and I just think it's just something missing at uh, Hibs just mm. now. Uh, but I don't think it's all down to whether Scott Allen plays or not. Yeah, he is a talented player, and if you can get him on the ball, then you know there, there's no doubt he can create and he can score goals. But I think at at Kilmarnock tonight, that's a that's a test, you know, and uh, you know Kilmarnock. Although, as I said, I was at the game at the weekend. I was impressed by them. So if they can keep that kind of spirit and that kind of organisation, then I would expect Kilmarnock to win that tonight. People sort of say this ahead of every game. Mark Weedy, they talk about that that midfield battle, but I think it's particularly relevant tonight because anyone who's watched Hibs accuses them of having a soft centre, having a a powder puff midfield. I think Alex Ray called it the other day, and that's. Probably the one thing Kilmarnock don't have That would be their The opposite of that In that area of the field So yeah. um, Quite an interesting match up there At Rugby Park Yeah I mean I was at Kilmarnock Hibs A couple of weeks ago in the game That, that, that Gavin was mentioning there And, and Kilmarnock won Comfortably in the end Albeit you know Hibs started um, Pretty well um, But you're right Alan Powell and Gary Dicker At the heart of their team You know They're, they're as solid as any partnership um, In the Scottish Premiership and with home advantage there Chris Butt coming back in He'll be hungry Not had a lot of game time Certainly not started a lot of games um, And Brophy You know Got the goal at Celtic Park um, At the weekend So that'll give him uh, Confidence too So I would fancy Kilmarnock to win the game I listened And uh, interviewed uh, Paul Heckingbottom After that game A couple of weeks ago Again on Sunday And um, You know Sometimes you can sort of Sense a manager Thinking more about The exit plan than anything else and um, it strikes me that Paul Heckenbottom um, just you know maybe feels that he's that his time's up and he's, he's you know he's just counting down the days I'm going to be honest here I'll come clean about what we were discussing during the break and very two-faced of me because I'm about to go back on it we were slaughtering the way the English teams chop and change in their league cup and they, they don't care about it and it's terrible the way they approach it but good for us tonight because it's handed a first start for Chelsea for Billy Gilmore, Gilmore yeah. so Chelsea are at home to Grimsby Town mm-hmm. uh, what is he 17 at the moment maybe 18 yeah. uh, former Rangers mm-hmm. um, academy graduate of course one of the performance school pupils there's been a lot of focus mm-hmm. on him new long term contract came off the bench and uh, now he starts in a midfield alongside Ross Barkley Pulisic Pedro's in there Hudson Adoy Batshuayi yeah. as well so mm-hmm. another a special, step for a him special talent no, absolutely brilliant. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, this is this is the one thing that that that, that tournament does give some young players. I mean, I know that uh, Greenwood's playing for Manchester United tonight. You know, I think uh, you know there, there's players playing for Liverpool, young players. So, Billy to get to get the opportunity, regardless, um, you know, of the competition, shows you how highly um, he's thought of at Chelsea. I think they give him a new a new yeah. contract, then a new four or five year contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't do that and, and just throw boys in just because they're young. They have to be good enough And uh, he's I mean okay It's against Grimsby They should You know Definitely win the game Comfortably But You know That's a fantastic achievement To get a starting uh, Place um, You know um, As early as he has In mm. his in his, in his time At, uh, at Chelsea There's a lot of young boys And I think Frank Lampard is, is At the moment Seems to be The perfect manager For mm. a lot of the young players And if Billy Gilmer Keeps progressing At the rate he's been doing Which has been Absolutely exceptional then yeah, he can force his way in there. In I mean, a, and, 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 I could and see him playing basis. against San Marino next month. Yeah. I could see him getting some game time. Really? Against, yes, I, I think you know, and I know midfield's a strong area, but you can't ignore a boy that's playing for Chelsea just that he couldn't ignore uh, McTominay mm-hmm. uh, last year for Man United. So he is a special player. He has been bossing. You know yourself, Gordon. You speak to Scott Gemmell. Mm-hmm. You speak to Malky McKay. Um, Billy Gemmell has been bossing international games at two or three years above his level since he's been fifteen. 
So he is a standout player He's a special talent And I think we have to And I'm sure Steve Clark agree You have to have a look at him At some stage Before the playoffs in March And San Marino at Hamden Would be the perfect opportunity I mean your Mark is right There are a lot of midfielders And mm-hmm. you know This is his first start In senior football yeah. So you don't, you, don't, you don't want to get Carried away Is there something to be said though For even Taking him along Getting used mm-hmm. to the environment Definitely. With a view to to the future campaigns yeah, I think we have to get a wee bit carried away It's been a long long time Since we've had If you want to call it A footballing protege That we You know everyone thinks Wow this this mm-hmm. is this, this kid can be exceptional And I think he's up there Listen we've got some Talented players Great to see Kieran Tierney Making his starting debut yep. For Arsenal last night We know we've got Andy Robertson Peter LeBilligan Listen the, the, These are players if, they, if you can Even get on the bench Even get in that squad Playing in the English Premiership With a club like Chelsea um, you know We've got talent And sometimes I, ho- I think We hold them back too long So yeah we, we understand It's Chelsea's job To keep his feet in the ground But for us We can wax lyrical about him And and, and I think You know Myself and Matt Fully intend to do so uh, We're going to give you Team news from The remaining fixture A bit later on Let's speak to Mark And Knightswood first though Hi Mark Hi then guys You alright Hi Mark Hi, What's Mark. on your mind tonight uh, Thanks very much For taking my call uh, Hope you're all well Good, I just wanted to Say uh, thanks very much for Rangers today for giving um, Fernando his send off that he was well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really a heartbreaking day, really a high cups. Um, really touched myself as well. Um, I've got a young mother that is has got Alzheimer's, um, and it it kind of brought a lot of things home to myself. Mercy, we watched his documentary last night, mm-hmm. uh, and you you, you seen the poor boys, you no. Know, um, unfortunately my mum's mind is gone But um, Fernando's mind is no it's, it's all there And how he really battled the disease Only given like six years ago Only given six months to live But yeah, he still battled for six years um, And I think it was a really touching day But I'd just like to thank Rangers uh, For giving the send-off they did And I'd like to thank personally Every club as well That showed respect to him and the respect that he, he did deserve as a, a footballer, regardless of the team he played for. Um, it was really quite moving, the day. Yeah, listen, Mark, I appreciate you, you coming on and, and sharing that, your own personal experiences. And in many ways, that, that kind of sums up the way a lot of people have been feeling, Mark. It's, it's stirring something within people personally. Yeah. It's, it's causing them to, to, to look at their own situation and uh, flag up different memories and so on and Mark's just appreciative of the, the type of occasion it was today Well it was a fitting send-off by, by Rangers and um, you know the, the family the Rickson family and Rangers Football Club got together and made sure that it was a fitting send-off for Fernando who at 43 years old it goes without saying it he's gone far too young um, with a, a horrible um, disease that there's no light at the end of the tunnel in, in, term of, in terms of a, of a cure but uh, it was a colourful character Gordon I remember him playing I was there in the helicopter Sunday when He was at Rangers and a big part of it He won their play of the year Shared it with John Hartson um, As well So you know He did contribute a lot to Scottish football And I think as well You look at the esteem that was held in by his teammates The amount of guys that came over to visit him To go to St Andrew's Hospice And just see him And you know Arthur Newman tells a, a lovely story Arthur just went to see him a couple of months ago And Arthur's like, because you know that Fernando's mind was was absolutely spot on, even though physically mm-hmm. he, he was gone, but um, he still knew it, and, and Arthur took in a wig and a carry-on and, and, and glasses <laughs> and, and put them on Fernando just to try and lighten the mood. And uh, Arthur said there was a magical moment 
because when they put the wig on and the glasses on Fernando, he could just see the, the slightest a twinkle in his, in his eyes and, and a wee smile. And it gave Arthur so much comfort and knowing that Fernando was getting something out of having a wee bit of fun. And there's memories like that that, that will just last yeah. forever. And Mark, of course, the playing squad were there today, Stephen Gerrard and, and the players. Yeah, they've got they've got a game tonight, so I'd imagine it's, it's going to yeah, be quite a poignant day for them. I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine how the boys were feeling today because um, I, mean, I, I was just standing kind of next to them. Um, I brought um, the, the boys all came out and I didn't know and then knew they boys need to go out and play the night. So... I, mean, I really hope today, the day I'm proud, you know, lift their chins up and you know, just go out and uh, maybe get me Fernando a, a wee victory you know, um, and respect him. You know, because it was, uh, even, even if you see even the players' eyes, it, it, you know, there was a lot of young players there as well that probably didn't even kind of know Fernando. Do you know what I mean? Um, but fortunately for myself, I grew up and, um, and Fernando was one of my heroes uh, so it's no it's just it's, sorry guys I'm a wee bit welling up the news still uh, but it's uh, but it's, it's I really it was a brilliant day it was, it was how much I can say that it was a fantastic day knowing everybody done done him proud you know his whole family the whole Rangers family and everything they they, they done the boy proud you know and, and all my respect Oh, my best wishes, my best regards go to his, his family now. Obviously, I mean, seeing his young daughter today as well, I mean, that just was heartbreaking. You know, as I said, it's, you know, I've, I went through my own life struggles, but my mum was only 53 when she got diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and um, now she's 63, and she's in, unfortunately, she's in a home now. But, uh, no, but just when you look at stuff like that, you no, know, it, 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 it hits a lot like him, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Mark is. You can hear the, the emotion in, in Mark's voice. It, it it clearly resonates with a lot of people. Jim and puts things into perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, of course, and uh, Mark's obviously, you know, saying about his own mum having Alzheimer's at a very young age, and that's a very, very difficult illness for for many people to deal with as well. Um, so, you know, uh, when you have a, a day like today when it is full of emotion, it probably does bring a lot of things home. Um, but I think the other thing we've got to say is that puts football into perspective, and I think that the coming together of a lot of people from different supporters groups, different um, fan bases, um, different clubs. Showing respect and showing dignity for Fernando Rickson. And I think that hopefully is something that won't be forgotten in the months and years ahead. Um, because I think that, uh, you know, yeah, be rivals. Everyone can be rivals. You want to beat your rivals. Um, but it's a football uh, aspect. I think the Fernando Rickson situation, the documentaries was highlighted last night. The situation, um, his fight for, you know, uh, against uh, motor neuron disease has shown that um, everyone supports, you know, each other in these difficult times. So, yeah, our heart goes out to Fernando Rickson's family, as I said, and, and to Mark and to his family as well. Mark, that was a great call. Thank you very much for opening up to us. We appreciate that. So 01419511025. We'll get team news from Tynecastle and a full-time teaser for the guys next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Mark Weary and Jim Duffy are here as we build up to the four bit Fred Cup quarter finals. What a night we have in store, and all the drama will be reflected mm. upon tomorrow night. Uh, Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson are here, reunited on a Thursday, mm. and we'll go over it all. And uh, hopefully, we'll get some. Has we mushroom been sacked already? No, 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 no. He's, uh, he's, he's back though. That's he's all. That's just, all. He's just changed his training schedule to a Monday and a Wednesday. <laughs> oh, he just couldn't stay away. He couldn't stay away. Dad's in, this is number two. Did they get it? They get it sorted Not overlooked I think Cruelly overlooked uh, By the sounds of it But I don't, I don't want to open up Any old wounds So we better move on uh, Tonight's teaser Sent in by Lewis Ross To fulltime At Clyde1.com So thanks in advance to Lewis um, I say that now Because if the guys think Your question's hopeless We'll never get a thanks At the end of it But thank you anyway It's fulltime At Clyde1.com Please send your questions in We'd love to hear them Tonight's is this Neil Lennon's last League Cup game In charge of Celtic Was a six years ago yesterday A 1-0 defeat to Morton you know the next bit, don't you? Name the, the team. team. Can you name the starting eleven? So six years ago, it was an incredible night. Dougie Emery scored a penalty. Morton went through in the League Cup. Alan Moore was the manager, wasn't he? He Moore. was. So you've remembered a bit about the game, but can you remember Celtic's starting eleven? So that there been Lustig. So it was that so Lustig play. Mm-hmm. September two thousand thirteen. Yeah, twenty fourth. Lustig. Um, Scott Brown Brown Yep Mostojevic No Izagiri No uh, mm, Griffiths No 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 Griffiths wouldn't have been uh, the Forest No Hooper <laughs> <laughs> No They were delighted they were only playing that game uh, Can I get the blame for it? Matthews I think he was on the bench So you're getting closer mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the goalie I'm trying to think of the goalie It wouldn't have been Craig Gordon No So I'm trying to think who Was it um, the, the boy it was The reserve would have been no, the bo- At that time Was it the Belgian guy? No The boy for Dundee United No Aye, the boy for Dundee Oh Lucas Zaluska Yes Lucas Zaluska Who were you thinking of Logan Bailly? Yeah nah, you're, you're, you're a bit late on a couple of those shouts So, so. Would Mark Wilson have been playing? No So we've got Zaluska Lustig and we've Scott Brown Lustig And Scott Brown mm-hmm. So the main striker at that time Would have been Hooper But uh, Would Virgil van Dijk been playing? He did play mm. I wonder if he still talks about it <laughs> <laughs> At the, the FIFA Awards the other night Just rubbing shoulders Lionel wait till I tell you What uh, Dougie Emery did uh, to us one night uh, Exactly the mighty Morton <laughs> Okay we'll leave it there that, that's, that, that's a solid start So thank you to okay. Lewis for the question He sent it to fulltime at Clyde1.com Celtics starting 11 Six years ago yesterday When they get knocked out the cup by Morton Zaluska, Lustig, Van Dijk, Brown We'll leave it there um, We do have one other big game That we've not given you the team news from Hearts against Aberdeen Joe Henry is looking ahead to that one Thanks Gordon Hearts go into tonight's game Buoyed by their victory against City rivals Hibs at the weekend Craig Levine makes just one change tonight and it's Stephen McLean who comes in for Sean Clare. It looks like a 4-3-3 with Joel Pereira in goals, Berra, Smith, Halkett and Hickey at the back. In the middle, Glenn Whelan and Loic Demur will shield the defence. Jake Moraney and Rio Taro Machino on the wings and Stephen McLean comes into the side to support Uche Ikpiezu up front. For Derek McInnes, he makes four changes this evening. Viner, Gallagher, McGinn and Main drop out, making way for Logan, McLennan, Wilson and Cosgrove. 
It looks like a 4-2-3-1 for the Dons, starting with Joe Lewis in goals, Logan, Considine, Devlin and Lee at the back, Ferguson and Campbell in the middle, Hedges, McLennan and Wilson, supporting lone striker Sam Cosgrove. Big game that one at Tynecastle for a number of reasons. Yeah, uh, I thought it was... I'm actually I'm pleased for, for, for Craig Levine that he won on Sunday. I like Craig Levine. A lot of time for him and a lot of people... Listen, the record's no great in the past six months. We know that, but there's just something about Craig Levine that, that I like and uh, and the respect and I was delighted for him he won uh, the game. I think there's a lot of people with agendas out there against him, albeit he's not doing himself any favours with the, with the results. But um, Aberdeen, I think, are just struggling to find a rhythm this season, maybe again starting early, uh, has, has been a wee bit problematic for them. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Hearts just nicked that one, Gordon, maybe an extra time. I mean, Jim, all the focus mm-hmm. in the first hour, this is Glasgow, it's, it's what mm-hmm. we do, but Celtic yeah. and Rangers, but if you're a team the size of Aberdeen and Hearts, you've got mm-hmm. to be looking at the League Cup and having serious designs on winning the thing. Yeah, of course. And again, you know, both clubs, you know, they've got huge support. I actually think Aberdeen will nick it tonight, I have to say. I think that the, the, the whole emotion and energy and. You know the the kind of what was required to win the game coming back from a goal down and win it so late on um, might just have taken a little bit more out of hearts, but um, uh, you know it's, it's it's one of those ones where again as I said that both of those clubs have got a fancy winning it. You know they've got a fancy winning silverware. I think I think Derek McInnes has done a fantastic job for for the vast vast majority of his time. But still only one trophy. And I think that Aberdeen fans will be looking again and saying, listen, we want to be, we're not just happy getting to Hamden, we want to be winning. So to do that, they've got to beat Hearts tonight. And then the, the the situation surrounding the manager, the Mark, you get you get the praise, you you get the celebrations of winning an Edinburgh Derby at the weekend. That can that can evaporate pretty quickly if it goes sour tonight. And I'm sure Craig yeah. Levine will be well aware of that. Yeah, you know, he's at that stage in terms of maybe not so much with with the Hearts board, but certainly with the Hearts support, where he's only ever just one defeat again from there possibly being a protest outside the door. But he has got a decent um, a decent run in comp competitions. I think the Scottish Cup run, you know, bought him his time um, last season. There's been a few changes. We've got unlucky with injuries as well. But you know, Aberdeen will be will be tough opponents. They'll be. Uh, buoyed by their 2 0 win at Livingston um, at the weekend, but going to Tynecastle under the floodlights uh, for me, it's a pick of the four ties um, tonight. I think it's got so much about it because of uh, what's going on at both clubs, and it's a chance for one of them to get into a, a semi final, which will buy um, certainly Craig Levine that bit of time well into next month. Okay, the number you need to get in touch, still plenty of time to do so, is 01419511025. If you would rather tweet, we are at Clyde SSB. Um, let's go straight back to the phones and speak to Charlie, who's on the line. Hi, Charlie. How are you doing, Gordon? Good, Charlie. What's on your mind tonight? It's regarding the, the Rangers game tonight. Um, Rangers, I'll see every time you watch Rangers, right? It's 45 minutes, Rangers, every game. Uh, they need to learn to play for 90 minutes. See the first, see when they come on the part of the night, they need to put a stamp on it and just say, right, go for it. Because here tonight, I'm a wee bit wary. If we go in at, at half time, eh, nothing each, and the drag's on, eh, there's a chance it could go to extra time or even penalties. You never know. The football. The thing is, Gerard's two or three times Rangers been playing, and he's got today a second half. Eh, Pick up, you know where, with the players, and tell them, listen, you need to get the finger out, saying half, eh, and it's, it's worked. But it might be one of these occasions it doesn't work. So he's got to tell the 
the team to get out there and say, right, we've got 90 minutes, no 45 minutes. We've got 90 minutes to win this game. Try and put it to bed in the first 45 minutes and say, right, that's us through. Because if it drags on, I could see us getting knocked out tonight. And Jim, how hard is it to put that 90-minute performance together? Because more optimistic Rangers fans might say, well, yeah, we haven't maybe been brilliant for 90 minutes, but we've won every game bar one. Yeah. So there's not a problem there. Charlie yeah. is looking for a bit closer to perfection. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, Charlie will be like most supporters. They want the team to be starting really well and 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 keep their their foot down the accelerator. But sometimes it's the opposition. If if Rangers are playing just now, and the teams that they're playing against are really camping, you know, they're they're, they're, they're sitting there with a four five one or a five four one, and they're getting everyone back behind the ball. And they're making it difficult for Rangers. And sometimes you have to be patient. You have to wear them down. You have to keep moving the ball and eventually tire the opposition out. And then when the opportunities come your way, be clinical. And I think other than other than the Celtic game, Rangers have done that. So I think that um, you know they've managed to dig out a few results. I think Charlie's right though. I think there is a couple of occasions, particularly you know the Mun game and, and maybe the Commandant game earlier on, where. You need either a bit of brilliance or a wee bit of good fortune, so you can't always wait until the latter stages. But as long as you're getting the wins, I don't think Stephen Gerrard will be too, um, you know, anxious about it. But he said himself that he's having to maybe kind of rattle a few cages at half time, so maybe he's going put, to rattle put it, it on his match winners. I think was yeah, what he said, wasn't it? I think it? he's going to have to rattle the cages before the half time now. And and a game like tonight, I agree with Charlie. I think you don't want to be getting nil nil at half time. You want to be getting yourself in front. And bringing Livingston towards you then, mm-hmm. and because if you don't, then Livingston are you know is as, as he said notoriously difficult. And on the on the artificial surface, it might just play in the minds of one or two Rangers players. Right, Charlie, you might get your ninety minute performance. Enjoy it, watch it, and let us know what you think. Uh, we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, Paul Hampsey, to be fair, he's got the wee laughing emoji, so he's he's not taking himself so too seriously. But it does sum up the the life of a football fan. He's reacting to the Celtic team, and he says, "As long as it doesn't come back to bite us, I'm fine with it." <laughs> so that's it. You're you're fine with your team making eight changes until such times uh, as it goes wrong. Uh, some nice thoughts coming in. From Nick Hogan He says I just want to say uh, R.I.P. to Fernando Rickson As someone who lost my father To MND I can only sympathise With the family uh, Nice to see the Scottish Football community Coming together And I would encourage Everyone to donate To MND Scotland They are doing great work NH He says Well well said Nick uh, I think everyone Echoes your sentiments On that one We really are closing in mm. On kickoff. So let's revisit The teaser tonight Now Neil Lennon's last game In charge In the League Cup For Celtic Was six years ago yesterday A 1-0 defeat At home to Morton Some Celtic fans Have tried to forget about it Understandably uh, But you can't afford to Because you need to name The starting 11 that night You've got Zaluska in goal You've got half of your back four Lustig and Van Dijk And you've got Brown in midfield uh, we've got Kee Sung Young Nope Effie Ambrose Yep Oh good shout Jim I've got that uh, oh, I'm thinking the left back Were so you I'll just try... associating Poor Effie with any Aye. Bad Calamity. result that Celtic I, I, I was thinking cruel. It's a bad result So, so throw Effie in there Joe so Chalmers left back No, no. Uh, uh, Tony Watt up front Nope Samaras uh, Ledley Pookie Oh great shout Well done Jim Pookie Duffy there. It's he's because you said Samara. He, he's not too bad, is he? Is he another one? He will another one who'll be remembering the the Morton defeat all too fondly as he bangs Aye, them in in English Premier League. Still looking for. We're still looking for a left, a left back, uh, a winger, a winger. Where's the Forest? You said Forest, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Chris Commons. No, nope. he came on as well. I think. Niall McGinn. He was away, wasn't he? Yeah, it's not him. Mm. 
I'll tell you what, I'll give you some thinking time and we'll go back to the Tony Macaroni and Celtic Park next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Kick off fast approaching in the four Betfred Cup quarter finals. Let's revisit a couple of the games, get a flavour of the atmosphere and a recap of the team news. Andrew McLean's first up, he's at Livingston against Rangers. Yeah, well, Steve Gerrard backing up Gary McAllister's comments yesterday that the League Cup is a high priority of theirs as he picks a very strong lineup. Gary Holt has done the same as well. Both these teams, of course, just one win away from a Hamden semi-final, two wins away from the first trophy of the season. So despite it not being even October yet, the first piece of silverware is very much in sight. The Livingston team, two changes for them. Erskine and Robinson drop out. In comes Suda and Dykes. So the uh, starting lineup: Ross Stewart and goal. The back four: Nicky Devlin, John Guthrie, Ricky Lamy, and Jack McMillan. The back, uh, the midfield five: Stephen Lawless, Keegan Jacobs, Marvin Bartley, Robbie Crawford, and Eamon Suda. With Lyndon Dykes up top. Two changes for Rangers as well: Davis and Barker drop out. Kamara and Arfield are in. So it's Alan McGregor in goal. The back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Philip Hellander, and Borna Barisic. The midfield three: Glenn Kamara, Ryan Jack, and Joe Rebo With Shea Ojo and Scott Arfield either side of. Alfredo Morelos, a large and noisy travelling support here for Rangers tonight, but there'll have to be a change if they're looking for their side to make a quick start Rangers not scoring in the first half of any of their last four domestic matches the teams are now out and we're about to get underway soon. And on the official team sheet a sign of what could have been for Rangers fans the old copy and paste comes back to haunt you from the weekend, it says Rangers FC manager Derek McInnes because <laughs> he was the last manager to go there on Saturday wasn't he? Celtic Park for Celtic against Partick Thistle, Alison Conroy Yep, the teams are just coming out the tunnel here at Celtic Park. Former Partick Thistle manager Gary Caldwell has just taken his seat in the stand for this one, obviously losing his job earlier this week. Ian McCall taking his place in that dugout. So the teams for Celtic, Craig Gordon in goal, a back four of Jeremy Frimpong, Abdel El Hamid, Chris Iyer and Johnny Hayes, and Cal McGregor and Olivia Cham with the three of Lewis Morgan, Tom Rogic and Hamid Ilianusi with Bakun Bayo up top. For Partick Thistle, Scott Fox is in goal, a back four of Ryan Williamson, Tamil Weir, Sean McGinty and James Penrice. Then the three of Cami Palmer, Stuart Bannigan and Tommy Robson up top, Shea Gordon, Kenny Miller and Joe Cardle. Your referee is Stephen McLean. Neil Lennon keen to avoid any cup upsets tonight as he looks to win the League Cup for the first time as a manager. Partick Thistle's last win over Celtic came back in May 1995. There we go, the scene is set ahead of kick-off. Some big games all across the country uh, for Betfred Cup quarter-finals. They speak for themselves. Silverware is in sight, as Andrew McLean says. We've got Livingston against Rangers, Celtic, Partick Thistle, Kilmarnock, Hibbs. And Hearts Aberdeen as well. Um, good chance for you to get your your predictions in. Who? What's what's the final four going to look like? Oh, final countdown. Right, we go, Mark. Celtic Rangers, Hearts and Kilmarnock. Okay, okay. Jim Duffy, do you do you differ? I'll just differ with Hearts. I'll go for Aberdeen. Okay, okay. Uh, Gary Caldwell, an interested mm. spectator. Is he? Is he there for the media? Is he, is he doing some media I don't work? Think so. I think Gallison said he just took his seat, didn't she? Listen, I don't know. It's very surprising if he's. I just wonder if there's something not been settled contractually, and it's him actually f- fulfilling his obligation by going. He's what that, that could be on legal advice that he's doing that. Because otherwise, bear in the mind he does actually live down south. Why would you go there unless he's he's been picking up some some media? I don't know. It's an interesting one. Very unusual. Very unusual indeed. Yeah, I wouldn't be going. 
<laughs> it's me. I think once you leave and you you move on and you just let whoever is is in charge of you know and, and you let the players go. So no, for me it's, it's something I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing. I think it's once you start shouting McCall, you're a dud, and McCall must go. That you've you've <laughs> got, you've got problems uh, on your hands. But anyway, we are underway in the four Betfred Cup quarter final. Speaking of which, it was six years ago yesterday that Neil Lennon last took charge of a League Cup game for Celtic. They lost at home to Morton by a goal to nil. And the guys are charged with finding the starting 11 That's the full-time teaser tonight So they've already got Zaluska in goal A back three at the moment of Lustig, Van Dijk and Ambrose You've got Scott Brown in midfield You've got Timu Puki up front So you've got a few holes Jalen Mulgrew Yeah, I think by the looks of it he's your left back So you've got a back four And we think Neil Beaton Alongside yeah, Scott Brown great shoot, Yeah well great done shoot. Well done You're building I'm, from the back forward I like that <laughs> I'm t- I thought Amido Baldy But mm, no. yeah. Well Pookie would be the only Striker As such so We're looking for three Really in Because look- Neil Lennon liked the 4-2-3-1 Didn't he So we're looking for the three yeah. in behind Yeah that's exactly What you're looking for I tell you Would, would a young no, I think he went away in loan For the full season Callum McGregor played no. Nah I think just too early Not, not scouting yeah. Sort of Ronnie, Was it Ronnie Dialis Three to get And it's the three yeah. Behind the striker really I don't mind telling you that three much behind the striker uh, Do you know what You've got a bit of time Anyway You've got a bit of time Just whilst we were talking about Partick Thistle And, and the on field It's a A huge Time for the club Jim Because mm. They've got a new manager obviously They have to try and keep themselves in the championship There has been ongoing takeover issues Which have been speeded up last night By, well not speeded up But a different complexion added to it By the, the news that Colin Weir yeah, um, Is backing a, a fans bid mm-hmm. To take over the club Yeah, yeah. I mean again it's, There's been a lot of talk about and you know New, new owners coming in I think uh, David Beatty the chairman Has said you know he's asking the fans to trust him That he will do which right in the best interest of the club but the fans have obviously now decided that um, they want to see if they can uh, have a have a say on how their club is run and obviously if they, if they do have the back in a common year and they do have that finance behind them then you know that that's that that's got to you know certainly um you know be something to consider and there's no doubt about that um you know he was seemingly he withdrew the 6 million pounds it was it was earmarked for the training complex for the academy and stuff like that but if that's back on the agenda again, then I don't think it's something that party this or any club really could could ignore. But um, I think this will, I think they would expect a little bit more than just surviving this year. I think they, they'll expect to be in the, the top half fighting for playoffs. Um, but ultimately, you know, they, they have to try and get themselves a bit of consistency first, and that'll be McCall's initial task. And we've got an opening goal at the Tony Macaroni It comes after three and a half minutes And it comes from the left boot of Glenn Kamara Rangers take the lead in Livingston I think there was a deflection yeah. on way to goal Which wrong footed the goalkeeper um, Livingston's Nicky Devlin uh, Frustrated at the way that's come about From their point of view Stephen Gerrard won't complain The players are delighted And they are 1-0 up yeah, they started very well. Rangers really took the game to to Livingston. They've had all the pressure. It's a poor clearance from from Livingston, and it's Devlin actually after a poor clearance who uh, just adds to the misery uh, by deflecting it past his own goalkeeper. Goalkeeper's no chance, but uh, what a start for Rangers! Perfect for them. And Jim, the, the goalkeeper will be annoyed. That's what that's these yeah. things happen. It's probably going. He's going to make a comfortable save Devlin's uh, knee I'm not sure he's no. going to make a comfortable save He's certainly going to hit the target Kamara and he goes in But if you're looking at it from a coach's point of view 
regardless of the, the poor clearance, what Nick Dale was going to then do is push out. He stands his ground. If he pushes out another two or three yards, the deflection maybe not be as crucial. But listen, it's a perfect start with Charlie on earlier on saying he wanted Rangers uh, to come out the blocks and get themselves in front. Well, Stephen Gerrard's listened to him and he's, uh, the, the team's went about their business. Uh, Uchi Ikpiatu hits the bar inside 40 seconds for Hearts as well. He actually gets a second bite of it on the, the rebound but can't quite convert. Livingston are into the box. Penalty appeals, big penalty appeals. But waved away It looks like it was Not not from Craig Sibble Who fell down I have to yeah, say not From his teammates Around the bottom was it Yeah we're going to get A second look at it So uh, Lyndon Dykes Just setting up for Craig Sibble he, he, no, Nah it, No he, he tripped, but it was good, Listen good move Good football by Livingston Deep into the box But no it's not a penalty kick um, He probably bounced up In fear that um, It's <laughs> No it's actually Robbie Crawford isn't it um, Is it Crawford So it he's, they look so. similar They look very similar Uh Probably fearful that he was maybe going to get in the book for going down too easy, yeah, so he's well, bounced we straight back. We saw Ryan up. Christie getting a, a yellow card at the weekend for for diving, and uh, you know obviously the referees are, aware, are very aware of that. But uh, it's difficult, you know, when you've got players coming together as close as that, and someone just shifts the ball. Um, we all, you always hear this this um, statement now saying, "Oh, there was contact. How much contact? If a player's running at pace, does he just need a little clip?" So uh, it seemed to me good refereeing. That's the first first look we've had that it looks like good refereeing. From memory, Jim, I might be wrong. You took your Morton side to Celtic Park mm-hmm. in the cup, yeah. and and Ibrox. Quite similar, I guess. Partick this will be in the Championship outfit. What, what, what does the approach need to be? What's the sort of message from from Ian McCall? Yeah, well, I, I went back to back years, and the first the first uh, year we went to Celtic Park, um, uh, we, we lost um, we, we lost the game in the first twenty five minutes, really twenty twenty minutes, and that's that's everyone always say the key, keep it tight, but we we just. The players were just in a bit shell shocked. I think the next time they went back, the vast majority had been there, seemed a bit more comfortable surroundings, a little bit more, you know, um, comfortable with how we wanted to play. And we were nil nil half time. So then Brendan Rodgers changed it and he brought he brought on uh, I think it was Edward and then Belly up front was a, was a pairing. And eventually um, they ran out three 0 winners. But I think that yeah, I mean, from me, McCall's point of view, he want his team to be competitive and be, be disciplined and. Don't get too flustered with possession Because Celtic will dominate possession uh, It's a dream start for Rangers Mark Because everyone's been focusing on them Having the the trickier tie Going to Livingston yeah. Who've got a good home record So to, to get your noses in front so early Will be a huge boost I mean granted it doesn't look like It's knocked any of the belief out of Livingston You must say No I mean Livingston are now going at it And there's you know Getting into the box again uh, Rangers defence looking A wee bit rattled I have to say You know I'm just you know, I think for, I'm always one for partnerships, you know, particularly the back two central defenders. And for me, Holanda just doesn't look at this moment, doesn't look like a Rangers player to me. Certainly not that kind of money, that kind of outlay uh, for the club. But he looks like a guy that I think, you know, is, is looks as though he may struggle to make an impact um, at Rangers. But we, certainly great start for Rangers. Uh, we better move our attentions on to this full time teaser because you've got some work to do as the corner comes in. It goes away for another corner mm-hmm. kick. Uh, right, so full time at Clyde1.com. If you've listened to the show before and you want to hear your question on it, it's full time at Clyde1.com. That's where you need to send it. Lewis Ross did that tonight. He's looking for Celtic starting 11 the last time Neil Lennon took charge of a League Cup game. It was six years ago yesterday. They lost at home to Morton. And the guys are doing quite well so far They've got Zaluska, Lustig, Van Dijk, Ambrose, Mulgrew, Brown, Beaton and Pukki Which means you're a midfield trio down I've got I've got two to throw at you Gordon okay, Go for it So Dylan McGeoch Brilliant I thought that was the one you would struggle with no, I get that Someone one. tweeted in to say it was his last game for Celtic right. And the other one I'll throw I'm not sure because I only played a handful of games There might be a season out 
Dirt by Richter Oh fantastic That's yeah. the two tricky ones yeah. I wouldn't get that either That's so the two difficult the one, ones the one, the one I think I think you know, was was there at that time, but I don't know if he played. Was Tom Rogic? You have got it. Brilliant. And well done, I've not even Brilliant. played the theme tune yet. That that could be the earliest finish on the teaser <laughs> we've had. And oh, no clues. Last, by the way, not Ma- even a clue. No Ma- clues. Ma- Ma- Director and McGear. I would never get those two. Never. <laughs> I'd never get Rogic. Just shows you <laughs> teamwork, <laughs> partnerships, partnership stuff. They were they were inspired. I mean, yeah. and by Baricker, the way, we didn't McGeer. even. Get, no, no one spent any money on us. Free transfer. You get to know each other eventually, you oh, know, right. and you kind of settle into a, a formidable partnership. Well, it's experience, oh. isn't it? You, All we need is Peggy Mitchell in, and we've got the full, <laughs> got the full act. Roger Hannigan beat last night. We need a wee, a wee bit of praise here. You know, maybe, Roger Hannigan beat. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the start of the audition for you two to become the mastermind pundit. Right. Get Matt, Hannah. Matt, out. We'll be getting a minus one shortly. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Anyway, right. Nine <laughs> minutes gone in the Betfred Cup games. The only goal to tell you about comes in Livingston, and it comes for Rangers. A deflected effort. From Glenn Kamara Means Stephen Gerrard's side Are looking comfortable So far No goals between Celtic and Partick Thistle None between Kilmarnock and Hibs And none between Hearts and Aberdeen But whatever happens You'll get all the reaction On tomorrow night's show From 6 o'clock Mark Wilson will be here Alongside Gordon DL We'd love to have you And in the meantime Stay where you are Because Callum Gallagher Is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.